but people think that their spirit being is just somehow not very tangibly real. And literally, the people experienced and saw me in that place, laying laying hands on people and praying for people. So um, I think we need to come to a realization that the things of the spirit are tangibly real, even more so than the natural realm. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, we equip for that outpouring, that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us today Dr. Bruce Allen and Michael Van Vlyman, who are two of the four teachers in the School of the Supernatural Translation by Faith. They came here to our headquarters in March, and they're coming back again in November. And we want you to hear some of the testimonies that they have just, just heard from the school they just did in Korea, and also a little bit of the teaching of, of how scriptural this is, and how translation by faith is something that God wants us to understand. Welcome to the podcast today. We're so delighted that you are with us and you are going to enjoy this discussion. It is going to really open your heart to things of God that he has kept hidden for us to find, not from us, but for us. So before we get started, we'd like to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net. And you can see our podcast player there, and you can have access to our bookstore and lots of other things. But most especially, we want you to see the link to our event page that has the information about the School of the Supernatural Translation by Faith coming up October 31st through November 5th, 2022. We want you to be sure to know the details so that you can pray about coming and joining us for this event. It's going to be life-changing. Well, it's such a delight to have with us again Bruce Allen and Michael Van Vlyman. They were with us for our school. It was their school that they were holding at our Mm -hmm. facilities back in March of 2022. And they're going to be with us again in November from actually from October 31st to November 5th. And we're going to have another School of the Supernatural Translation by Faith. So we welcome you all the way from Korea right now where we're making this recording. Thank you so much for having us. It's wonderful to see your smiling faces again and hear your voice. But um, we're looking forward to this. We're excited because we just finished a, a school here in Korea and the testimonies are really off the chart. Since we did your school, your school was there, the first one was powerful. It seems there's an increase. God is is stepping it up a little bit more and a little bit more. And so I'm I'm really looking forward to coming back because I believe God's about to blow the lid off this thing. Amen. Yeah, we heard a lot of uh just miraculous testimonies, visitations from the Lord, people caught away into heavenly places and healing miracles. And it just really shows you that when you uh, 
when you really believe the Lord to do everything that he does, then he doesn't disappoint. He really comes, he really comes through. Hallelujah. Amen. That's wonderful. So why don't you share with us some of those testimonies? Go ahead, Mike. Okay, well, um, I'll share a couple. The uh, one that I liked was that a, a woman was caught into heaven during a time that we were doing the exercises. And she said she was surrounded by fire and wind. And during that time, she said she had profound uh, spiritual experiences. She didn't elaborate on that. Um, her The testimonies are written in Korean, so we had to translate them. But uh, we also had uh, uh, a money miracle during this, this school. Actually, we had two that I'm aware of, probably more than that. But yeah. uh, a woman had been shown, I guess, in a vision that, they were going to get a financial breakthrough that they needed. And, and I thought it was the same day, but I just reread the testimony. It was the following day. Uh, the Lord had blessed them with 500,000 won, which is. Um, you take off the three, take off the three zeros. That's how much it. Okay. So uh, five, about $5,000, which was great. And then, it, you know, even small money miracles are appreciated because we had one lady that said that she didn't have any money left in her purse and she was kind of disappointed about it. Well, she had given, she had given everything she had in a, in a yeah. offering. Yeah. And then when she opened her purse, I guess later in the day or the next day, she found brand new notes in her purse. <laughs> yeah, hundreds of dollars worth. So she was uh, so excited. She ran back to the table and told us about it. Glory to God. That's tremendous. How, how about healing miracles? Yeah, there were, you know, there were a lot of needy people there with tumors and uh, cancerous growths and all sorts of things. And we didn't, the Lord's been doing something different in, in the ministry. We're not quick to run and lay hands on people because in the atmosphere that God's creating, he wants to minister to people. So what we've done is lead them into that place of encounter and the Lord comes and I saw literally the heaven open, saw into the realm of the kingdom, and multitudes of angels that had silver platters. Now, silver speaks of sanctification and redemption. And in the past in my ministry, I've seen angels come in with either a new, uh, I've seen a new heart on a silver platter. I've seen other things, body parts that they come in and, and put in people and they're instantly healed, or they take out cancers and that put it, same thing. So, they came in and there were people healed of uh, cancer. There were people healed of all sorts of body ailments and uh, infirmities. It was amazing. Just just amazing. As and, and, you know, when you connect, you focus with intent and expectation, which I've really, really pounded hard. They began to receive sovereignty by the, the hand of God instead of looking to a man always to be their go-between. And uh, that mm. excites me more than anything. One other thing. I, I just remember, too, there were two young, but we're talking about being caught away in the spirit, but there were two young ladies that were physically translocated. Uh, one of them had a two-hour drive home after every day of the meeting, and the Lord took a two-hour drive and compressed it to 20 minutes, which was uh, naturally impossible. And another one had another translocation experience, and I don't remember the full of that, whole of that one, but... But, I mean, testimonies just keep coming. We haven't read them all. We, we get all sorts of good stuff, as we shared, but uh, amazing. Glory to God. Oh, that's wonderful. 
That's absolutely wonderful. That's yeah. and that's part of of what you're teaching in this school is believing God for things that are supernatural and particularly the translation by faith and and translocation is a part of that. Uh, being caught up into heaven is a part of that. Being caught away to minister someplace else. Uh, you were you were sharing with us before we got started about a lady that felt she was taken to Sudan. What what was that? We were on Prayer Mountain. Uh, David Youngie chose uh, Prayer Mountain area, and we she was taken through the uh, ceiling of the the building we were in, and the Lord took her over Sudan. And she looked down into a village, and she, she, the Lord said, begin to intercede and pray for that. Let me get the name straight. I've got that testimony here. She said it didn't look like a special village or a city, not plastic, house, plastic houses, not prefab anyhow, but, but strange shapes. The name of the village was Maxibo. She's trying to describe it as best she could phonetically. And she was told that she was to pray for 300 young souls. And in the next moment, there was an eight-year-old boy in front of her whose name was Nick Dab. His left leg had a gunshot wound, and she prayed for him, and God sealed up the wound and healed him. Glory to wow. God. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's tremendous. So uh, we've, we've had you on podcasts before, and I'll, I'll put in some, some links to those podcasts and— uh, uh, so that people can hear a little more of your background, but can can you give us just sort of a postage stamp version of uh, how the Lord called you into this mandate about teaching translation by faith? Yeah, it was it's kind of comical. I'm not a uh, I'm not a morning person. I'm kind of like to stay up a little bit later and study at that time. And uh, so when I wake up in the morning, it takes a little while to get going. I need a couple cups of coffee and, you know, my quiet time with the Lord. But one morning I was awakened and the Holy Spirit asked me a question that was so far outside of my box or realm of even thought or intent. I didn't even know what he was talking about. And he asked me, can a man be translated by faith? And I just laid there for a while pondering this question, thinking, what kind of a question is that? And then I thought, well, if he's asking, it must be possible. So I said, yes, sir, I believe so. And the Holy Spirit said, good, prepare. And I said, well, how in the world do I do that? Now I'm really confused. And he said, I just told you by faith. So that started a, a prolonged study, search, supernatural encounters, supernatural visions and dreams by other people confirming what God was saying. And then encounters and experiences over the course of 20 some years where the Lord began to really unpackage from Scripture the reality of this. And um, the mandate was, he told me, because I asked him, why, why are you sharing this with me? He said, I'm calling you to be a forerunner. And in that place, I want you to teach others how to do this by faith, because the day and the hour is coming at the end of the age where my people will need to know how to walk in this. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we find ourselves in uh, you know, the world in the last couple of years. We know lockdowns and that well there's worse coming but you know god's people are not going to be hindered so it's exciting to see exactly what the holy spirit told me was going to happen when this thing would be released is happening right now yes yeah wow very true and we're hearing all kinds of stories um and i'm sure you're you're hearing lots of stories and you're having experiences yourself michael you've had a lot of experiences um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your your yearning for something that God was 
doing. You 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 knew that there was more, and and you were frustrated about about how to get there. How did how did that work for you? Yeah, well, I I had heard people give just amazing testimonies of how God was meeting them and using them, and uh, you know people were talking about face to face encounters with Jesus, and I thought. Uh, if this is possible, I definitely want that. And, you know, who wouldn't as a believer? But I, uh, my wife, Gordana, and I, we just really searched for several years, hearing testimonies, but not really hearing any clear instruction from people how this actually unfolds in your life. When uh, we heard Dr. Bruce teach about um, waiting on the Lord and how it brings this connection um, it was uh, it was like a profound revelation to me because literally the next day when I started doing what he had explained, I began having encounters with God. So these years of searching, I felt like, like it, the Lord used that to fuel my passion, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's like I w- we were off and running then and, uh, there, you know, no turning back at that point. Yeah. Can you just share that story of how you were, you know, your wife is from Macedonia and, and you were you were doing prayer walks in your neighborhood and, and then you discovered you were doing a prayer walk someplace else. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that? Yes, I can, actually. Uh, that's, you know, I had searched for confirmations that God was doing these translations, you know, and the Lord would never allow it to happen because... Uh, he doesn't want us to depend on the flesh to confirm what he's doing, you know? And, uh, but we would take prayer walks around the neighborhood and it reminded me of a walk that we took in Europe in my wife's uh, hometown in uh, a place called Corzo. And so I would replay that in my memory as we would take walks. And it was so pleasant. I thought, well, I'm already imagining or remembering that, that walk. I'm going to imagine that I'm praying for people as I go. So I just would do this every time we would take the walk. And and I even took that with me to my uh, prayer chair. When I would pray at night, I would remember that walk. And I would. And it was just such an enjoyable thing for me. And I would imagine walking through those streets praying for people. Well, two years later, and I, this went on for a long time. Two years later, I was in Germany speaking in a church. And there was a young man that stood next to the stage the whole time, Everybody, which was kind of strange because everyone in the place was seated. And uh, he came up to me afterwards and he said, have you ever been to uh, Macedonia? I said, yes. Have you ever been to Betula? I said, yes. He said, have you ever been to Corzo? I said, yes. And then he looked at me and he said, do you go there a lot? Now, I didn't tell him how I was going there, but I said, yes, I do go there a lot. And he said, I knew I recognized you. You're the guy that goes around praying for people, aren't you? So the Lord, you know, really was verifying that he is doing these things. And once I stopped looking for the confirmation, then he was happy to give it to me. So it was it was quite a profound thing for me to hear that, though. That was a real blessing. So you were in two places at one time, right? You're walking around your neighborhood at in Indiana yes. praying, but you're imagining, because when we pray in the spirit, our mind is unfruitful. But So he decided to engage his sanctified imagination and pray in Corzo. And God honored that because it, it built the bridge and the connection. So that's that's what's amazing. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing is, that, you know, uh, 
I've heard Dr. Bruce teach on this, but people think that their spirit being is just somehow not very tangibly real. And literally, the people experienced and saw me in that place, laying hands, laying hands on people and praying for people. So um, I think we need to come to a realization that the things of the spirit are tangibly real, even more so than the natural realm. Well, isn't that what people say when they've had uh, like a, a death experience and once they get outside of their body, uh-huh, they, yeah. they always describe it. This is more real than being in my body yeah. was. Uh-huh. I can think more clearly. I can see more clearly. I can smell. Every, all of your senses are heightened. The spirit realm is really more real than, than what we call the here and now. Yeah, the word teaches that in the natural realm, we see through a glass darkly. Hmm. But then, and then is speaking about when we're fully engaged in who we are in the spirit face to face. So there's a, a, a removal of the obscuring of the fleshly realm and the fleshly nature and bringing us into the reality of what God truly has created. And it's the darkness of the fallen nature, fallen creation that blinds us to the reality that is really ours as believers. Very true. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very true. And uh, I think a lot of times there are things that we think are a dream and God is actually taking us places and doing things. Uh, I remember Sister Gwen Shaw, our, our founder, used to tell a story about a lady from California I think her name was Confidence Clotes, and uh, she would she would be taken in the spirit uh, in in her dreams. She thought it was her dreams. An angel would come and take her someplace, and she'd preach the gospel, and the angel would bring her back, and she'd wake up in the morning. So she thought it was her dreams all the time. And then one time, she was ministering someplace in Asia. And as they were coming back, as the sun was coming up and she could see the, the coastline, and she said to the angel, can we just reach down and, and, and let me get a handful of sand? <laughs> so the angel took her down. She grabbed a handful of sand. The next thing she knows, she's hearing this knocking at her door. Sister Confidence, Sister Confidence, Sister Confidence, are, are, are you are you, you're sleeping so late? What's going on? And it was the lady that, that lived with her and was assisting her in the ministry. And she says, oh, come in, dear, come in. And she says, oh, I was just having the most wonderful dream. The angel took me to Asia, and I was ministering. And as we were coming back and the sun was coming up, I saw the the sandy beach, and I just wanted to get a handful of sand. And the angel took me down to get a handful, and she opened her hand, and she had a handful of sand. A handful of sand, yeah. Awesome. I love it. You know, there's a, there's a reality. There's it's there's so much more in the spirit realm that that um, most folks have just assumed. Oh well, that's just a dream, or that's just my imagination. But my imagination is very strong. When your imagination is sanctified, you've given God permission to use you in that way. When it's not, you've given the enemy permission to use you in that way. But um, it's real. It's yeah. real. And that's, those are the things we teach and really instruct from scripture. And I, again, you guys know this, but if it's not in the word, there's no point talking about it because you haven't got any foundation to, to prove it. That The proof is the word, not the, not the experience. Amen. And so once we've got the word for it, then we can delve in and say, okay, wait a minute, the Lord is saying something here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
and so it makes it an adventure. This is, I love watching people come alive to this. They're just in awe because, you know, there's something in man. We're so desperate for God and, and, and our spirit man is longing for the true reality of the kingdom of God. And so when we begin to learn how to connect with that, as we're told through covenant in scripture, that we can do that now, people come alive. And it's just, that's the greatest uh, blessing in my life to see people come alive in Christ and step into the fullness of who God says they are. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's tremendous. You know, um, you teach it so well about, about making sure that everything is scriptural that we're doing. And, and your wife, Reshma, teaches this wonderful class on discernment and the importance of discerning. We've got to make sure we've got this from the Lord and that we're not following some other thing because there is the other thing and all of that is just, it's a counterfeit. All, all, all that other stuff is a counterfeit of the real, you know. No, nobody counterfeits a $3 bill because it's not real. That's why I was never successful at that, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's true. The devil takes truths from the word and twists them and then uses it to entice people. Because, again, we have a God-sized hole, the supernatural size hole within each one of us. He uses it to entice people in to the nefarious things he's doing and these people think they're actually connecting with, with the, the reality of, that God created us for, but it's, it's not. It's deception. Is there a reality in it? Yes, but it's not God's reality. It's, it's the devil's concoction. But once we have ourselves back into the place of right relationship with God, we have access to that. And one of the strategies of the devil that has been so successful over the generations is to help Christians become the most disbelieving people on earth. Wow. Because, you know, you tell the world you can do this, they're in it. Boom, I'll take it. But they're following the deception. But you tell the church, oh, no, that's the devil. That's the Well, the devil didn't create anything. Come on. And so that's why I'm so adamant about Scripture. You can argue with me all day long about any experience I've ever had, and rightfully so, because I prove it. But you're not going to argue with the Word of God. Or you can. You can try, but it's not going to work. <laughs> so that's why we want to make sure the foundation is established. And then base every experience upon the Word of God. Does it glorify Jesus? Is it lifting up the individual? Is it glorifying something else? And so um, we're created for this. This is kingdom. And this is part of the mystery God's releasing at the end of the age, the powers of the age to come that have been hidden. And we have to start teaching people this, the word of God correctly. Yes. Yes. It's so important. So important. And we're so grateful that you're doing that. And we're grateful that you're doing it in our venue. Um, we've, we've really, really been blessed to have you here uh, last March. And, and we're looking forward to this um, do you remember any of the testimonies that of people from from this school? You've had a couple schools since then. You probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay because I, I don't know. But um, the bicycle guy. Oh yeah, the physicist who came. He was a, he's a, actually a quantum physicist. And when I found that out, I got, I told Mike, "Don't ever tell me that." And I'm about <laughs> to teach on light and physics, and you tell me we got a quantum physicist here. <laughs> but what caused him to come is he took the course online and he was pondering it and believed it and understood it. 
And he was out riding his bike one day and God supernaturally translocated him. And so he came to the the school because he wanted to be immersed in that atmosphere of faith. And, and yeah, so he was overjoyed. And, and uh, I was overjoyed. He said the physics I did mention was accurate. I went, oh, thank God, because <laughs> I am not a physicist. But, I, you know, what a little bit I did share was was truth. So that's the one we do remember, yeah. Wow, that's tremendous. Can I say something? Please do. Mm-hmm. Um. You're talking about uh, the foundation of the word. I think because this is new to so many people that that foundation of the word literally gives them the confidence and um, the surety that they need to have to move forward. Okay, this is God because I have scripture. And uh, so many people are teaching, as you mentioned, counterfeit things or quasi-Christian things that are basically unbiblical, that uh, it kind of leaves a bad taste in people's mouths if they really you know, believe in God. But when you have the foundational proofs explained to you and put before your eyes, then you don't have to worry, oh my goodness, is this God? It's in the word. So um, it just gives you a confidence to pursue with all of your heart, everything that God has for you. It's true. And, you know, we took the online course, and then we had you here, and I've got pages and pages and pages of notes that every time I was going through this, it's like it lights up something inside of me. My whole spirit just gets excited with with um, just the resonance of, yes, this is this is God. This is this is God. And, and you know, I, I, we, we've sat at Sister Gwen's table for enough years that— that we heard this kind of stories all the time. So to find somebody who's actually teaching it and not just telling people's testimonies of, oh, wow, isn't that a wonderful thing? That sounds marvelous. Someday maybe God will do that in me. You know, and when you have this, the access to the foundation of teaching uh, of the scripture and, and how it's all through the book, it's all there. And, and we just didn't recognize that it was there. But it's been there all along. You know, you, you dig out uh, the, the mysteries that are hidden for us. They're not hidden from us. They're hidden for us to find. Mm-hmm. And th- this is just, it's been life-changing for me. Well, that's, that's a blessing to hear. I'm, uh, I've been praying about something coming back to uh, global outpouring there. And uh, I'm believing God's going to allow me this time to go even deeper into some mysteries that I've never shared before. Oh, oh, glory wow. to God. It's, gonna, it's going to provoke people, and I'm, uh, you know me in the Word. It's going to be in the Word. It's going to provoke people to believe in such a way that not only are we at the end of the age, but we're going to model something this world has never witnessed before, but God said it's coming before he returns. Amen. Mm. Wow. Amen. Well, Amen. we're believing God for those kind of things because we know that what's coming is going to be different. It's it's going to be better than everything that we've heard of in in the past, and and uh, more amazing. And you know, it could be there's going to be worse things than have ever been before as well. But the point is that that God is doing something that He has kept hidden. Yes. For today. Yep. Very much. Very much. This is the Kairos moment. This is the conclusion of the matter. Yes. And. Uh, 
I'm excited. We see things happening. I'll, I'll be sharing. I'm not sharing it a lot at the moment. I still have to sift through it, but I had an encounter on uh, Rosh Hashanah, what God's speaking to the church, and I've got to uh, sift through that a little bit to understand it even more. But the devil wasn't happy, man. He attacked me immediately when I, I shared it in a little gathering we were at. And uh, Mike and Gordana and Reshma prayed me through that. It, it was a physical, it's literally a physical attack. So I thought, oh, good, we got somebody upset. <laughs> which means yeah. there's which led credence to the encounter. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, it's going to be fun. It's going to be glorious. Well, we're glad that you're going to be with us October 31st through November 5th. And mm-hmm. all the details are on our website, globaloutpouring.net. And you can go to the events section there, click on the the School of the Supernatural and get all the details. And you can register there if the Lord is leading you to come. Um, we'll have some shuttles from the Little Rock Airport, but all the details are there. And um, we're, we're really excited to see what God is going to do in this time and to get us ready for the next thing that he has on his agenda, because it's all about his agenda. It doesn't matter what the devil's agenda is. In fact, don't repeat what the devil's agenda is, because that gives him some authority to do it. Let's just repeat what God is saying. Amen. I agree with that, and it's going to be fun. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for being with us. Before we go, would you pray for the listeners? Absolutely. Father, we do pray for those that are hearing what we're sharing. And Lord, I'm asking for those specifically you're calling into this, you would connect with their heart and draw them into this place of encounter and activation. Lord, we pray for each one that you would release the spirit of revelation and understanding in this hour and let them bear witness to the fact that you're soon to return and we have a destiny and a mission to accomplish. And so we must be about the master's business. We pray this blessing upon them, Father, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence.